This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Before we start the show, I have a gift for you, my top five productivity tips for solopreneurs. To get them, go to top5productivitytips.com. That's the number five, top5productivitytips.com. And it's possible that I over-delivered, and you'll have to find out for yourself. Just go to top5productivitytips.com. Deborah Bishop, also known as Rev Deb, specializes in helping leaders turn fear into fuel and see their biggest vision realized in their lives and in the world. Deborah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. I am really excited to be here. And uh, we're going to be talking about fear because I think the fear, I mean, we could say the fear started back in February 2020, but I think... I'm 56 years young, and I can go back 15, 20 years where people are seemingly always on edge. And I'm going back before social media, you know, before Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. It just seems like people are living in a state of fear, I think, more now than ever before. Am I wrong on that? Oh, I, I agree. I think, um, actually, I think this interview is very timely. I think there, there's a tremendous amount of fear. And I think there's a tremendous amount of cultivated fear. There's fear out there because there's a, a desire to have the fear out there as well, which is a little maniacal in my books. Uh, but I also agree with you. I think fear has existed for a, an incredibly long time. It's a survival impulse. And, you know, it's okay if you're in the middle of a jungle somewhere or swimming in the middle of the ocean and you suddenly get this fear and this cortisol releasing in your body, there's a reason for it. But in day-to-day life, really what it's indicating is that you're being triggered and you're having some kind of automatic response that dates back to your childhood, dates back to when you were way too young to even know what any of this was. And now it's wiring in your neurons, it's firing, it's setting off these responses, and it's literally running the show. And it's running the show in areas where we don't want it to be, but yet it's so automatic and it's so wired in that sometimes this is the stuff that comes up. Oh, this is just how life is. This is what happens. This is who I am. All of that is an illusion. That's so well said. And, you know, we're going to talk about negative energy in a few minutes. Uh, One of the people I'm studying under for the whole 2022 is Grant Cardone, and he's got these stickers that I have all over my house that says no negativity allowed here because negativity serves absolutely no purpose. Okay. I don't care if you've got COVID, if you're really sick, I mean, I do care. Don't, I don't misunderstand me, but the people who have positive thoughts, positive energy recover quickly. Look at bad things are going to happen to you. You're a human being. You may lose your job. You may get COVID. You may get hit by a car. I hope none of those things happen to you. But the fact is you are not going to be born, live a perfect life without any pain, any negativity, any job loss, any sickness, and die. It's the way of life. But I think in the world today, especially with big tech and with news, having the the mantra, if it bleeds, it leads, we're scaring people all the time. And then that's why people are living in fear. And I think, look, at you need to know what's going on in the world, but don't obsess. You don't have to watch the news all day long. You don't have to have the news. Don't even have a news app on your phone. If you want to know what's going on, go check, but then check really quickly just so you're informed. But I think people are just get, drinking the Kool-Aid all day long, and then they wonder why they're so angry and so, um, you know, feeling not right. 
Mm-hmm. And when you say drinking the Kool-Aid, it's, it's a great analogy because the reality of it is, is that, you know what, they're, they're feeding like an addiction, you know, it's like, oh, you got to stay tuned because you got to know the next thing. And, oh, you got to check these stats and, oh, you got to do this. And, and, but they've been doing this for years and years and years. We're just seeing it amped up now on steroids. And we're seeing all these other relationships now that are paying for these things to be amped up to serve a specific agenda. And, and the reality of this is, is it, it, it is, it's pushing all the buttons that are saying, oh my God, it's not going to be safe. And then that gets back to the core survival impulse that every animal on this planet has. Whenever we feel threatened, we're going to move to a place of fight or flight. That's how it is. Um, and you know, what's happening is we're shutting down. We're shutting down our own intuitive nature. We're shutting down our own ability to weigh the pros and cons. We're not necessarily thinking for ourselves, but we're not being encouraged to think for ourselves either. We're tapping in. We're being bombarded by all the screens, all the images, all the stuff coming out of set by the way, has been carefully selected based on where we've gone and what we've done previously, because we are being watched and we are most certainly now in the age of censorship, which I find very sad uh, because, you know, we're not getting all the information. We're just not. We're getting one side of a story, but we think we're getting it all. And then we're basing our opinions, ideas and thoughts on these things. And we're not we're we're, we're basing our opinions, thoughts and ideas on exactly what they want us to base our opinion, thoughts and ideas on. They've been running political campaigns this way for a really long time. Yes. Now they're kind of running life this way. What, what's interesting is I want people to know that just because you hear it, just because you see it doesn't mean it's true. And I encourage everyone to go find a trusted source for your news. I highly recommend it's not the mainstream media. I highly recommend it's not Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Go find a trusted source. Now, one of the people I follow, and this is just, I, I'm, you know, this is my podcast. I can do whatever I want is Bill O'Reilly. He used to be on Fox News for 20 years. I subscribed to him $62 a year and I watch his programs four nights a week. Now, one of the things he does is he, he's old school journalism. He doesn't do anonymous sources. And a lot of the things you hear now, they'll say sources say, well, who are these sources? So go find yourself a, trusted source, someone you can trust, even if it's on a website you have to pay for, because you want to make sure the information you're getting is the facts. It's not someone's opinion. If you watch mainstream media, and this is part of the fear, is they're told, I'm convinced, they're told what to say. This is what you say, because you can get the same news on every network. And that's kind of suspicious when they're saying the same thing. So it's not, they're not reporting the facts. They want to scare you. So what I want to ask you is how do we do, how do we deal with all this fear? Because fear is getting worse every day. Every day I hope that I hope, wake up Deborah and I hope, okay, maybe we hit the apex. Maybe we're on the other side now. And then you hear about Australia and Germany and Austria. I'm like, oh my gosh, is this ever going to end? And then I have to, okay, Mark, stop watching the news. Step back. So what are some really practical ways the listener and me, quite frankly, can start, you know, getting rid of all this negative energy? So part of this is really recognizing, first and foremost, that you actually have a choice. 
that's the thing I think is missing from these conversations because, you know, with mandates and things like that happening, it's like, well, no, you have no choice. You must do it this way or you're going to be penalized and punished. And and then with censorship saying, oh, no, this is this is I've had stories removed from from social media that have done nothing but point people in the direction of information. It hasn't told them how to think. I don't tell people how to think. I believe they have a choice. I want to give them information. They can check it out for themselves and then decide whether it's true or not. You know, take what's true for you, let go of the rest. Uh, so realizing that you have a choice is the first thing. And the first thing you have a choice over are your thoughts, are the things that you're deciding to focus on, are the things you're deciding to let into your life. So if you're feeling like, oh my God, oh my God, this is just not good. This is not good. This is not good. I don't know what to do. I don't. You got to, first of all, turn that volume up so you can hear that that's what's happening and then take a deep breath and decide, is this serving me? Does thinking like this move me in the direction of where I want to go? Does thinking like this put me in a place that I would prefer to be in? You know, is this going to move me towards my ideal life? And if the answer is no, then the reality is great. How can I do this differently? That's the formula. That's the formula I work on with my clients. And there's there's a lot to it. However, it's really just this first recognition of, wow, this is how I'm feeling. Does this serve me? And how can I do this differently? Right there. If you can practice those three simple questions and just move towards what you feel guided to move towards, trust your gut. Your brain synapse runs all the way through to the top of your stomach. The idea of trusting your gut is not folklore. It's not mysticism. It's not anything other than the truth of how your brain functions and your gut will tell you, hey, go here. Don't go there. And that's how you can start to take charge of your life. I'm not a fan of being in control. Um, the reason for that is because anybody that I've ever seen in control, if you try to be in control, it's like imagine you're reining something in. Well, first thing you're doing is grabbing on and you're closing your fist and you're reining it in. Now, everybody I know that's in charge, most of them are fighting desperately not to lose that, not to get out of control, excuse me, in control. They're fighting to stay in control, not to lose control, right? So if you're trying to stay in control, you're hanging on to something. Now, if a storm comes, going to sweep you away and you're hanging on to something, trying to control it, well, you're going to get swept away with that. But if you're in charge, you can let go of the reins. You can stand in the eye of a hurricane and watch everything fly around and be in charge of yourself, your energy, what you're going to do next. And when the storm settles down, you can be the first one there to pick up the pieces. So I really believe in being in charge. I could care less about being in control. So that's one other thing I would suggest. Give up trying to control everything because you can't. And be in charge of your thoughts, your preferences, your ideas, your movement throughout the day. Very well said. And, you know, I know that you are a specialist when it comes to energy medicine. And I will confess, up until about two or three years ago, I thought this energy stuff is a bunch of hogwash. It's new age voodoo. But then I, I started thinking, I said, you know what? Energy is life. I mean, literally, energy is everywhere. And I remember I had a guest on my show uh, about two, three years ago, and he introduced me to this thing called grounding. And I'm like, grounding? I was grounded when I was a kid. What do you mean grounding? He goes, because there's energy in the world, and there's energy in our body, but we wear these rubber-soled shoes. And so the bo our body can no longer, can't get rid of that energy. And I'm like, are you serious? Just go outside barefoot. And he goes, yeah, go out and try it. And I started trying it 
because what happens is there's energy in the ground and now there's nothing blocking it going to my body. And now I'm realizing, okay, now this isn't like a new age thing. Your body is energetic. I mean, how does your heart beat? Energy pulses. I mean, your brain has energy inside of it. And, and so I, I, but I think what you feed yourself and not talking about food, I'm talking about your thoughts. I'm talking about what you expose yourself to and send, uh, whether it's friends or news or whatever, that really affects your body. And if you want to live a healthy life, I mean, there's studies out there. I can't quote them on the show right now. People who are positive, who stay away from negativity, not only do they, if they get COVID, get over it better, uh, the quicker, but any, like a cold, a flu, because they're not going, oh my gosh, I got a cold, I'm going to die. They're like, okay, this is just a bump in the road. And so I want to as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that as well. So talk to us a little bit about uh, the energy medicine, because I'm I'm sure people are interested in that because they're thinking, okay, what does that mean? So tell us what energy medicine means to you before you tell us about the importance of it. Well, you did a great job of actually explaining it. Oh, Um, So, you know, energy is frequency. Um, It's everything has a frequency. You can hook it up to a monitor, even a rock. You can hook it up to a specific type of monitor and it's going to recognize a particular wave or frequency. So the best way to describe energy medicine is to, it's like the ability to tune into that particular frequency. And then just like tuning a piano, you're, you're, um, and I'm looking over there because I have a keyboard, um, <laughs> is because uh, the, the, the tuning, of every organ in your body has a particular frequency that allows it to function at optimum health. Every cell in your body has a particular frequency that allows it to function at optimum health. In fact, if your body is in a pure environment, which means its frequency is really nice and high and everything, and not everything has the same frequency. It's like, it's a, it, we're an instrument just like anything else. So everything has its own particular frequency, but when it's moving in harmony together, right? You've got a pure environment in your body. And when you have a pure environment in your body, nothing that is impure can survive. That is a scientific law, right? Purity kills off anything that cannot maintain that purity. So if you get something really impure, something toxic, like a virus or a cancer or whatever the case may be, um, it itself, if you put that into a pure environment, it can't sustain and can't survive. But if you put it into an impure environment where everything's kind of out of balance, where certain things are sluggish, uh, one of the problems, at least in the Western world, is that there's internal fat around organs and things like that. Well, that's that's making the frequency low and sluggish and things are not functioning right. Well, then guess what? It's a breeding ground for unhealthy things. Your cells regenerate, but they regenerate as sick cells. They don't regenerate as healthy cells. So just think of energy as frequency um, and and recognize that you have a particular vibration, like, excuse me, like everything else does. And in that vibration, when you can bring yourself up to your optimum vibration, you're going to function in a well, healthy, beautiful place. And that, that you, as your mind is as much in charge of that as your emotions are, most a lot of people don't have their emotions in check by any stretch. They don't even pay attention to their emotions. Your emotions are essential to what actually happens in your body. And when those things are coming into alignment, you can face pretty much anything. 
and come out the other side. Now, I'm not going to say it's not going to take work or effort. I'm not going to say you're not going to encounter stuff. However, when you're functioning at an optimum level, which means your frequency is humming in harmony with itself, then it's pretty much in harmony with everything else that is positive and lovely. And this is going to sound weird to say, but it can also be in harmony with something that might be toxic. But by being in harmony with it, it doesn't it can't attack you. It can do nothing to you. So it's it's an interesting and it's a deep conversation. It's like going down the, the rabbit hole into quantum physics. It's, it's a deep conversation. But hopefully that's a that's a nice way to explain it. And I think I kind of answered both of your questions at the same time, because it's hard to explain energy and not explain the benefits of of what it means to have energy in alignment. The Productive Life, a membership for solopreneurs, will help you gain confidence and clarity, show you how to deal with overwhelm, and teach you how to get and stay focused. To find out more and to sign up, visit theproductivelifemembership.com. And when, as you were talking there, I was thinking about my 80-year-old dad. Now, he's been married to my mom for 57 years, and my mom is long, in long-term care because she has late onset Alzheimer's. She's a shell of her normal self. Mm-hmm. But my dad, when I go visit him in Florida and go see mom, my dad walks around like he has a lot of pain in his legs and stuff like that. And I go, oh, geez, my legs, oh, my back. And I, I, I'm trying to coax him. I said, dad, I, I said, dad, I know you're in pain. I'm not denying your pain, but why don't you, instead of going, oh, my back, say, man, I'm so glad to be alive today. I'm so glad I can walk. He doesn't understand it. He's like, what's that going to do? I'm like, dad, you're in pain. And then you're you're fortifying that pain by saying, oh, you're in pain. Well, just choose something happy. You have a dog. Your wife is still alive, although she's in long-term care. Look at the bright, bright side. But I can't get him. I can't crack that egg. He's just He wants to complain about everything. The big joke is, he picks me up at the Orlando airport and it's an hour drive from the airport to his house and we have to go on I-4. And if you've ever driven an I-4, it's like a parking lot. Every time he picks me up, I'm like, dad, let me just record your I-4 rant and I'll just play it on the plane. <laughs> It'll save time. But I don't know how to crack that egg. He, I think he's so set in his ways, but he's thankful he's alive, but he's focusing on the negative. Well, and you know, that that's so much of what the world is around us, you know, what are, what are we talk about? You know, it's, it's acceptable, although it's starting to be questioned, thankfully, it's acceptable for, for people as they age to get into pain and sickness. And as a matter of fact, in the United States, I heard a statistic that shocked me that it said people who are like 45 years of age are typically on between three and five medications. Wow. That's incredible. Like, so a big percentage of the population, and again, I speak in the Western world, but the reality is I don't know that it's that different in other places, except for probably places that maybe are not quite as what we would consider first world countries. Um, I think sometimes their health is actually better. Now, I'm not saying they don't have disease and nasty things happen. I'm just saying, I think overall that they actually might be healthier than we are at this point because of all the chemicals and all the toxins and the ways that are acceptable ways of living. And now this idea that it's completely acceptable at 45 years of age to be between three and five medications. Now, why so many? Well, because you take one and then there's kind of a side effect from that one. So you take another one to offset that side effect. And then those two together create a problem. So then you take a third medication and 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 so it goes. And then you've got people now that are on eight and nine and 10 and even 12 prescriptions. And this is not something that the medical community questions. 
This is like insanity to me. That's just me. That's my opinion. But it's just insanity. How can we say that this is okay when we possess the ability to heal ourselves, but nobody's really teaching us that? You know, it's funny. I was watching football yesterday or on Sunday, and during one of the commercial breaks, they had an ad on there because pharma is all over our TVs. And they're like, hey, do you have, you know, dry skin? We'll take our cream. And then they list like 750 side effects. I'm like, I think I'll stick with the dry skin. Okay. Because when you listen to all the stuff that could possibly cause, it's like, I'll live with it. And, you know, what's funny is you mentioned the tribes in, you know, the, the third world nations. I think they're healthier because, number one, they don't have electronics. Number two, they get up when the sun comes up and they go to sleep when the sun goes down. Is what We were created to do that. And there's no Kentucky Fried Chicken. There's no Walmart. There's no Whole Foods. You have to go out and get the berries. You have to go out and kill the, the animal to eat. And I think when you're living that way, it's like, okay, what we have to do today? We have to do our chores. We have to go get food for the family. And a lot less stress because that's all you have to worry about. And they probably don't even worry because they don't have to worry about Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. They just live their lives. And it's ironic that some of those people in South America and South Africa, um, they are living healthier because they don't have all the stresses and all the negative energy. They're out in the sun. They're breathing fresh air. And it's ironic that in 2022 that people think they're backwards, but they're probably actually healthier than us. Well, they also only eat the food that is seasonal. So they're eating food that's grown off the land um, and they're eating whatever is in season. There's there's a lot of things that we could benefit from by studying some of what they're doing. Now, I don't think either one of us are saying that, you know, we want to go backwards and just go back to this basic living off the land idea. However, I think that there's room for both. I think there's room for technology. I think there's room for living off the land. And I do not believe that technology should be the the, the thing that's, that's creating and cultivating our food. I don't think technology should be doing our farming. Um, I think it's doing a lot more harm than it's doing good. Uh, the fascinating things are that the earth itself can actually heal itself. If we just go back to the ways in which our ancestors used to farm and cultivate and rotate uh crops. There we go. There's the word. <laughs> and also, um, you know, graze cattle on the, and, and keep these things going. The earth can heal herself. We don't have to be out there trying to figure out what it is next that we're supposed to do. We need to stop actually trying to figure out what we're supposed to do and let nature actually teach us and show us because there's a lot to be learned. We're here to live in harmony with life, not to be the one just sort of deciding that we are the be all and end all and nothing else matters except us. And I, I think that's a really unfortunate perspective. And I, I honestly have to say, I kind of blame greed for that. Mm. Wow. That's uh that's that uh, five letter word that no one likes to address that uh, the big tech doesn't like to talk about, but it is greed. It is great. Big tech, I mean, big pharma, government, lobby dollars, all of that stuff. They're all in bed together now, folks. We got to pay attention. We can't ignore these things just because it makes us uncomfortable or because we think, and this comes back to fear, because we think, oh, who am I to do anything about that? I'm just one person. It's like, actually, you're far more than that. And uh, if enough of us stand up and join together, that's one of my goals for 2022 is creating a community, a substantial community of people that are like, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm ready to do this differently. I don't know what all 
the answers are. I don't think any of us do. I just believe that we need to do things differently. And that's the start. Um, so yeah, greed is a, is a real issue and a real problem. And, um, and I, and I can't help but connect greed and elitism together because that seems to be where it lives. Now I'm not saying greed isn't prevalent everywhere. I'm just saying that, you know, I, I have yet to hear about a multi, 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 multi billionaire, somebody that's got maybe $200 billion saying, Hey, you know what, take a hundred billion dollars and let's, Let's give it to the country. Let's bring the people where they need to be. Let's make sure they get educated. I have yet to hear of anybody doing that. Um, and what difference would it make at the end of the day to them if they give $100 billion away? They still have $100 billion. That's the stuff that just sort of, I I just don't comprehend that. I'm not talking about any kind of political structure here. I'm not defending anything other than to say, I think humanity is all about like, helping each other, recognizing that, you know, we're not all born to the same circumstances. Um, and when we start to make a world where so many things are beyond so many, we're, we're creating an inequality that has nothing to do with skin color. It has everything to do with the, the, we're going into, I think we're going back into some kind of weird feudal system, <laughs> right? Yeah. There's the castle and then there's everybody else. No, it's a fair point. And when, you know, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos want to go to Mars because, you know, we're not taking care of this planet. My thought is like, let's take care of this planet first. Okay. Because if you take humans from this planet and put them on Mars, do you really think you're not going to have the same problems? We can't get along on earth. Why would you think we're going to get along on Mars or the moon or wherever? So I, I just think people need to reset their perspective on that. So beside, before we wrap up today, besides us like staying away from news, avoiding negativity as much as possible, you know, getting outdoors, getting, you know, eating fresh fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. What are some other ways that you have for us that we can really manage our energy? So it's leaning more toward the positive instead of the negative. Breathe, breathe, <laughs> breathe, people, breathe. You know, that's why I think meditation and mindful practice is, is enjoying more and more uh, of, a, of a popularity um, and, and is less sort of undesirable. At one point, meditation was like, oh, yeah. but now it's more and more people are kind of seeking out, how do I meditate? What we're really talking about, the basics of meditation is breath right? Start to breathe, pay attention, like in through your nose, out through your mouth, count to 10 in, hold it for five seconds, count to 10 out, hold it for seven seconds, hold your out breath a little bit longer, let your body experience what it feels like just to be empty of everything for a moment. And then what it feels like to breathe it in again. If you never meditate, but you just breathe like that a few times throughout the day, maybe 10 breaths, 10 good breaths. If you can stay Stand on the ground with your feet hip widths apart. You know, if it's in your home, it's in your home. If it's on the earth, great. That grounding practice is also known as earthing. And, uh, you know, you get barefoot on the earth. Yes, it's wintertime here too. But you know what? Getting barefoot and just standing outside for a minute and taking a few deep breaths. It's cold, but it'll center you. It'll focus you. It'll bring you to a place of clarity. It will calm you down. Most of us are oxygen depraved. And that's a real issue uh, because we're not thinking clearly, right? All this ADHD, there's a lot of reasons why that exists these days. 
That's part of the reason though. When we're not thinking clearly and we're scattered, we're breathing shallow. It's like, I'm over here. No, I'm over here. What was I doing? I don't know. It's all part of not getting enough breath in the body. So the simplest thing I can say is breathe. And sure, eating fresh fruits and vegetables is a great idea. Um, Paying attention seasonally, um, looking at like the Mediterranean diet, that's probably one of the better diets that are out there, but no fads, no, get off the artificial sweeteners, get off of all this processed food. Yes, it actually does have something to do with fear because it attacks your body in a way that leaves you somewhat defenseless and feeling helpless. And when you feel helpless, you're going to go to the negative. You're going to be far more susceptible to the negativity. And then the other thing that's really important, choose your sources of information very, very carefully. And I don't think you should choose just one. I think you need to choose a few. And if you can, and you're daring enough, choose maybe a couple that are opposing one another a little bit to get both points of view. What we're missing, we what happened to debate? What happened to the art of debate? The art of conversation and exploration It's like not allowed anymore. People are terrified of confrontation. It's like, why can't we just listen to an opinion and decide, does that make sense to me or is it doesn't? It doesn't matter. It's not your life. If somebody has a different opinion, that's their life. But if we can actually agree to disagree and still respect one another, we will be in a much calmer and far less fearful state. When you mentioned breathing, I read someplace or heard something that the best way to breathe, especially when to calm down, breathe in for four seconds, hold for seven, breathe out for eight. It's called the four, seven, eight method. Have you heard of that one? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, I have. Okay. So it seems to work for me, especially when I'm struggling going to sleep at night, because when you're doing that, you're actually focusing on your breathing, not the fact you can't go to sleep. So you're counting in four, counting to seven, counting to eight. And all of a sudden you're sound asleep because your brain cannot like hold on to worry and negative vibrations when you're trying to count. And it's very effective. So uh listener, if you have trouble sleeping, count four in, count the seven, hold count to eight release and your brain will be so focused on counting you'll just fall asleep it's magical so so i just thought i'd point that out so before we wrap up the show deborah is there anything we covered a lot on the show today absolutely ton of stuff but is there anything else on your heart that you want to share with the listener that you didn't have an opportunity to share yet yeah thank you i I think it's it's quite simply this we're seeing a lot of forces trying to separate us and pull us apart trying to, you know, we got critical race theory out there, which is heartbreaking to me, heartbreaking. Um, We've got just, you know, the vax and the unvaxed ripping at each other. We've, we've, we've got so many things happening in the world today that are being generated, built on one another, um, and all designed to pull us apart, to separate us, to stop us from, 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 hanging out together and communicating and and sharing. And, and I believe it's very divisive. And I think that we need to realize that, you know, beneath the color of our skin exists flesh, blood and bone organs, tissues, we are the same. Um, Regardless of our financial status. uh, Yeah, there's there's whole conversation to have around this. But in the simplest way, you know, we all need to eat, we all need to sleep. Uh, We we all require shelter. Uh, We we all require 
really being part of community. We're an interdependent species. We actually need one another. Um, it's time for us to find common ground. Not all this other crap. All this other crap, it's like we might as well be advertising for McDonald's. It's the same thing. You know, like, here, let us sell you this. Buy this. Let this happen. Here in the United States, our Constitution, I, you know, I don't know if if our government even realizes we have one. Um, <laughs> and again, not a political statement. It's not about parties. This is this is authentic to what I think the whole government is suffering from right now. We cannot let the external forces, regardless of how woke they may try to be, uh, tear us up and tear us apart and try to make us responsible for things that we have nothing whatsoever to do with. It's time for us to come together and to really recognize um this is one of my favorite quotes and it's one of my quotes. Um, and I'm not saying this is, this is easy to get to, but love is the answer. Love is the answer. And the result of that is peace. Peace is possible only though when we can come together and actually learn how to love one another, which also means that we really require learning how to love ourselves. I love that. Well, I know people are going to want to know how they can get, a hold of you, how they can find out more about what you're doing in the world. So how can they do that? Absolutely. Uh, they can go to uh, welcome to bishopworld.com. Oh, I got bells and whistles going off over here. Uh, it's like, yes, it's an affirmation. They can go to, again, welcome to bishopworld.com because I am my own world. And uh, they can find all sorts of information there. And I want to give one other link. Uh, this is actually so you guys can go, they can get something called um, the nine indicators that fear is stealing from your life. Uh, it's a really cool little ebook. And it's called get beyond fear dot uh, get beyond fear now.com. So get beyond fear now.com is a great way to just kind of look at what's happening in your world and to get really real with yourself. Like I said, get in touch with the idea that you actually do have a choice. Excellent. Well, Deborah, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Absolute great conversation. And thank you for your time. I really appreciate being here. It's been a great pleasure. I hope we get to do it again sometime. Thank you, Mark. And before we go, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. I know that there is an endless stream of options for you in this day and age, but you took the time to listen to the episode, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Don't forget to head on over to top5productivitytips.com and get my gift to you, my top five productivity tips. Remember, it's the number five in top5productivitytips.com. They will serve you well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll see you again real soon.